Hold on. Let's get to shit. Let's get to shit. Let's get to shit. Let's, hmm. Top of the morning, 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 top of the morning. Yeah. Can I go a little inside baseball here? If you didn't have an intro, that's what I was going to use. <laughs> as soon as you started, I went, no fucking way. Our, our boy Fantano was making some big moves. People thought he'd be a one-hit wonder after that. It's too many slices, but your boy's back with the top of the morning, top of the morning dance, and it's still everywhere. The meme magic of that song. Yeah. Like, that bit. That bit just right there. Uh, I, I think the the first thing I saw someone using it was uh, an American Psycho with uh, uh, the main character with his headphones on going into the office. Oh, <laughs> shit! Top of the morning, top of the morning. <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't even see that, but yeah, that fits. Speaking of TikTok, there has yeah. been a ad that I wanted to bring to RC's attention, and this might not be Oh, yeah, news. yeah, right. I'm about to watch it right now, yeah. Oh, that was the one thing I just wanted to mention about just that lyric part, just the fact that it's like, hold on, let's get it shit. Let's, hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> let's, hmm. <laughs> like he's genuinely contemplating something. Hold on. Like, <laughs> like Buster Rhymes, remember that one song, uh, Light Your Ass on Fire? <laughs> the way your ass sit on a dash, I'm thinking, hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See the police gon' tell you for carrying around that ass like paraphernalia now. Listen. It's subtle, but it's all you need. So Samsung has a new flip phone, and it's like you open it up, and it's like a whole screen like it would a normal smartphone, but you close it, and it closes in on itself. It's, it claps shut. If you're familiar with the song, uh. Nails, hair, hips, heels. Damn. It got the meme treatment, it got the parody treatment for this, but unlike State Farm with their parody song commercials of like classic one-hit wonders talking about insurance, they actually got Todrick to record new lyrics to that song, and now it's a flip, fold, snap, clack, and it's all about the phone, you see. Wow. Um, all right, let me... So... I am not about to shame Todrick for uh, getting a little bit of money, and they really did go all out by writing whole new lyrics to that song and filming a brand new smartphone-centric music video. But what I think is funny, and I didn't even think about bringing this, bringing this to the show until I saw it today, they're trying to make it like like a challenge. Like... Oh promote our phone by recreating this dance in your own TikTok. And mm -hmm. I'm on TikTok, admittedly, way too much. And also, <laughs> admittedly, on the very queer side of TikTok, I have mm. never seen <laughs> anyone doing this. Oh, no. And the only time I did, it was a sponsored uh, video from Samsung right. specifically. So... They're trying... They're saying, please do it. They're injecting content creator, like, doing the dance into the timeline in hopes that it'll inspire other people to do it, and that's mm. just not how it works, folks. It's got to be more organic me... than that. Do you remember um, another one that I actually thought was pretty good? Do you remember when your boy Kyle recorded a song for yes, a mix-up Sprite at McDonald's? Yeah, yeah. That was I pretty catchy, that. too. Like, if you get the right people... Like, I think commercial jingles and everything, they get a bad rap for being corny. And right. it's because people haven't adapted and moved past yeah. the jingles. 
just do this. Like, this works. You know what I think broke through the, the Rubicon, mm. as it were, or whatever? It was the McDonald's one with uh, fucking Pusha T. The, I'm loving it. The, the, da, 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 da. You know what I mean? Like, it was just so ubiquitous and so, like, god damn it, that's a jingle. Like, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it was just like, hey, wait a minute now. <laughs> like, there's some, there's some artistry to being able to fucking do that, you know? Well, it was like, didn't they say it was like Justin Timberlake made the melody, but like Pusha T actually wrote the lyric or something like that? Something like that. Like that. the weirdest collaboration. I think, it, yeah, it was originally Justin Timberlake saying it too, right? Or singing it? Yeah, Maybe. yeah. I think it's funny, in watching so many retro commercials for Riff Break, just watching like 70s, 80s, and 90s commercials, there have been, in my lifetime... So many different catchphrases and slogans for McDonald's, like, uh, food, uh, food, folks, and fun, or, um, it's always <laughs> the right time for McDonald's, or always, you know, like, there's always something different. It changes, like, every, like, two or three years, it seemed like. I'm loving oh. it. It's been around for, like, over 20 years. Yeah. That one has point. stuck around. Yeah. And that just goes to show, man, like... Get some fucking people in there. Don't don't just have like an ad agency like fucking Mad Men writing your goddamn shit. <laughs> Get people who write songs and catchy hooks writing your commercials, and they'll stick around. Timeless. You know what I think is underused. I think Method Man needs to be used for more stuff in general. Like, right? Didn't he have that one? He did a song for the uh, Luke Cage soundtrack. And oh, that was like really fun. And then he did one for, like, the some sort of Sour Patch Gummy Bears or something like that. Oh, what the fuck? Like, eat them up. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, yeah, like, I think I made the point in an episode once. It's like, it's not that you can't do it. It's just like, you know, do it in a way that's like, oh, that's cool. Oh, that's kind of funny when I when you first see it, you know? And then you're, you're more acclimated to tolerate it, with, you know? <laughs> the thing I was just saying about this photo is it's like, I, you know what they're trying to sell it on, right? Is like the oh, it's got attitude when you clack it. It means something. You know, I remember someone making that point where it's like, you know, if you're angry at someone and on the phone these days, you can't like angrily hang up anymore, right? Like it's just like a right. uh, hitting the button really particularly hard. And so it's like, oh, they're trying to bring back some more like tactile feeling to it, but it's just like I just don't know. Like, would that is this really gonna go for? Because I feel like that was a trend of a decade ago, and people definitely dug that. But it's just like I've already got my phone flat. Why would I want it to be like split in the way it can be folded over? Like, what is that? Like, I was trying to get a good look at that and see how good that really looked. I think the back side looked okay. The way like they made it like that flip phone where like you know it doesn't like cut your hand, you know, <laughs> if you're opening up or whatever. Yeah. But like the fact that it is like with the flip phones in the past, you know, the bottom half was the part you touch and the top half was the screen. But if the whole thing is the screen, like. What are they doing? Like, I was trying to get a better look at, like, what they were doing there. Because they have a screen that's folded in the middle. It feels kind of awkward, doesn't it? And back then, cell phones were made a bit more durably than they are yeah, now. Yeah, for like, sure, right? I don't think you can clack a flip phone very hard and not worry about cracking the screen. Like, yeah, I'd be paranoid every time. I just yeah. don't think the gimmick is worth it personally. Right. Ah, you know... I'm an old fuddy-duddy stuck in my ways, but it's cool. It's a cool idea, especially having lived through the first run of the... Well, not first run, I guess, because that would have been, like, those big old cellular phones that phone. folded. Yeah. yeah. But who had, a, who, who, uh, who had a flip phone in college, you know? Like, I remember those days, the fucking T9, if you wanted to oh, text yeah. with the number. Razor. I remember you know. that shit. 
those were different times for sure. I don't know yeah. if, like, I guess what I'm wondering is, do millennials who I had the flip phones... That's why trying to bring it back, huh? Is this for them? Or is this for a new generation who didn't grow up with that, and do they have an appreciation for it? Like, we're trying to figure out the target market here. I mean, I guess, you know, if you're trying to make it like maybe like a... Then going for a futuristic thing, you know, those Buck Rogers, like, communications, right? Mm. Like, over and out, clack. <laughs> like, I, get that feel for it. If there's anything I hear Gen Z people talk about in 2021, it's Buck Rogers. So. <laughs> in the 21st and a half century. <laughs> they're, they're really up on their fucking serials, RC. Oh, man. We've got a couple albums we got to talk about this week, my, oh, my friend. Well, see, I wanted to throw it to a little <laughs> extra thing real quick. What you got? I want to talk about Nicki Minaj. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> oh, she thought. We all thought uh, we were going to yeah, get away Nikki. with that one. No, no, no. No, no. you know. <laughs> we we got to drag you, girl. Cause <sighs> come on now. Like, when I saw it actually unfolding and what she was saying, I was like, what type of fucking chain mail email shit is she falling for at this level she's like oh my cousin's friend's nephew's former roommate who had a brother who took the vaccine <laughs> and his balls grew huge so so his, his wife is calling off the wedding dun, dun, dun. Like, did you hear about the like, nigerian prince's balls <laughs> like, i gotta send I him ten thousand dollars and i'm gonna be rich yeah, like, Nikki. straight up, like, Trinidad News and, like, uh, officials had to be like, hey, guys, no, please take Please don't listen don't. to the pop star on this. Right, like, don't try to, like, put that on us as, like, you know, like, oh, listen to what those island people are saying. Like, ooh, you know, tribal wisdom from these, you know how people try to, like, do that See, shit. It's like, no. With me, though, like, at first it went from, like, wow, Nikki saying this is not particularly surprising. She she's always kind of been on my shit list for uh, for one yeah. reason or another, um, but it was when Tucker Carlson went on his show in defense of oh, Nikki, man. and Nikki tweeted in defense of Tucker Carlson, and y- like, your boy Hassan uh, commented right. and said, uh, "Nikki, he's a white supremacist," and Nikki clapped back with the, "Oh, so we can't agree with Republicans? <laughs> oh no." <laughs> It's like, he said, he's a white supremacist. Is this, that's not like a political event. That's a very specific thing. And, and I will be the absolute first to admit, yeah, Democrats have a party, as a party, absolutely do have a history of promising black people things and not delivering. Absolutely. And I'm not defending them on that at all. You can absolutely criticize right. the party for letting people down and using black people as pawns and... Just trying sure. to get votes and then, like, turning your back on them as soon as the election is over. That's valid. But what's not so valid <laughs> is to turn around and say, oh, like, we have to agree with Democrats and everything. No, you don't. You're right. Oh, but we can't agree with the Republicans on, on anything. Well, no, you can. It's just that this <laughs> and this person in particular... You're not even slightly on the level of, like, rhetorical conversation of being reasoned with. Because, like, you definitely did not reason yourself into the argument that you are now waking. And the funny thing is, if you look at what she's saying, she's not even, like, fully committing to, like, saying, like, well, you know, no, I am saying uh, that fuck this vaccine. No, like, she's being all, like, 
half-assed and mealy mouth because there is no real argument for not taking the vaccine i saw this one tweet that was just like at this point like you're just like children that just don't want to go to sleep you know like yeah like why <laughs> who's it hurting yeah. like who do you know has this really affected like this friend of a friend of a friend of a friend like what i'm so confused by all of this but one story about this insane thing which clearly sounds like like Someone who cheated on someone and then they got like some sort of STD or something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the, his balls grew huge before the and they're calling the wedding off. What person calls a wedding off because they've got like a, an ailment? That seems a little insensitive, don't you think? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm just saying, if this was coming from someone who I already knew wasn't awful, I'd be more like, <laughs> but because it's Nikki and because we've known, it's like, yeah. yeah. It just felt like something out of a, like, just to see the actual, like, full argument of what you were saying, it just felt like something out of, like, a fucking mid 2000s sensationalist column writer, like, you know, from a, you know, those awkward women's advice column magazine. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I know we talked about how whenever the big artist drops the album, they fucking take over the top 10. And mm. the week after Drake dropped uh, Certified Lover Boy, I think he had nine mm. out of the ten songs in the top ten yeah. were off oh, that album. Lord. It's an infestation of Drake. <laughs> and if you look at it this week, oddly enough, <laughs> the three songs that after you fucking picked up the top ten, shook it off, brushed off the debris, the three right. that stuck around are easily the worst songs on the album. <laughs> Like, the most self-parody. <laughs> like I will say, and I do have to admit, I think the music video did have a hand in this. I have warmed up to Way Too Sexy a little. Mm. I think it's Just at least... the meme LMFAO feel of it, Well, see, right? this like... is the thing, and I've talked about this before, too. I like when rappers don't take themselves too seriously. And mm. Drake, Mr. Everybody's Coming For Me, Everyone Wants Me Dead... For him to drop a song that is clearly just taking the piss, like, I'll take it where I can get it. You know? Like, right. actually kind of letting his guard down, having a little bit of fun. But fucking was it, knife... Yeah, fuck. Was it knife something? Knife talk. Knife uh, talk? Uh, Drake, no. I'm a super thug. Uh, yeah, I'm with 21. Doesn't that make me super thuggier? Come on. I'm, Am I not getting any mm, super thugginess by proxy? I'm and not coming to the defense of knife talk, and I'm certainly not coming to the defense of girls want girls either. Oh, uh, let me make sure I got the anthem oh, for the girls. God. It's so fucking half-hearted, too. Like, this motherfucking idiot. Like, it's not even, like... Goofy over the top Drake doing these like it's just half hearted anyways like you know yeah. what I mean it's not even like oh we're having such a good time and he said such a goofy line it's just like no it's such a limp dance jam and then he just starts off with that and it's just like what the fuck I'm not having any fun why did you do that like and it says know? it a bunch like it's not a throwaway line either it yeah. said a fuck ton in the song like you based like, the that's whole song the around line. this yeah that's the hashtag like, <sighs> we've got a couple albums here. We've got yeah. a uh, listener-submitted uh, track uh, album that we're going to be talking about. And we've got, again, another big fuck name in the industry, Lil Nas X, coming on through with the right. debut full-length album, Montero. Brand spanking new. So, long-awaited, we reviewed Seven back when it came out, and that was just the little teaser EP, and we've made our comments we, we about that. Warm on it, right? Like you know. So, needless to say, we've been waiting for it. But that is uh, that's gonna have to wait. That's obviously the main event. We're first gonna have to get to Red Sky with, and I'm a little confused on this still. According to 
According to YouTube, it says uh, it's hard to be an Indian. Is that the official name of it? I believe so, because if that's like all of the... Uh... If the first song is like the intro and then the rest of the songs are with it, that that seems like, okay. like that would be it. Cool. I was a little confused by all that, but with this album here, very short. It's only the five uh five tracks and Yeah. Um <sighs> RC. This never gets easier. Can I just go ahead and say that? Yeah. Can I just preface like... this by saying that? And I'll also say this, okay? This is my disclaimer. Because I already, I already went through this once with right. the Black Lives Matter, uh, mixtape, okay? I 100% appreciate when someone is vulnerable enough to put forth personal experiences, personal, uh, trauma and oppression from, from a nation as a whole. All that is completely valid. What we are here to do is mm. critique the form. Right. And the technique and the overall quality of this album. With that said, I think this was middle of the road at worst. Um, I actually, maybe it's just because I'm grading on a curve here. Because um, of the other ones we've got before. And that this didn't strike me as, as, um opportunistic i'll say that as some right. others that is not to say do not get me wrong that this does not have opportunities because it does and we're going to address those um i have a feeling we're not too far off on this one um we probably have vaguely similar opinions on this i'm gonna oh wager i to say. very much think so uh remember when we reviewed the puma Hale, i believe the hawaiian rapper and it's like, oh man, I'm all for it. The message of, you know, native artists speaking up against the oppression, da, da, da. But man, you got to flow on the track. You got to have a rhyme scheme. I gotta, come on now. Like, you, got you know. Good beats. You just yes, gotta stay the on thing. the beat. <laughs> yeah, and, and you don't even need to be like hi fi type of shit. Like, I'm cool with it being lo fi. Like, but if you can just keep the time, like every song, it just felt like, he would start, you know how, you know how when you hear a song and you hear a rhyme scheme come, come out as someone's rapping, right? And you hear the first line and, oh yeah, that's clearly what the rhyme's gonna be. And then when they go to the next line, it would just like fall out of the flow with even like trying to put a rhyme scheme together into the flow. And it's just like, oh, it's so like amateur. The trend that I picked up on that happens on just about every track is that it'll have a setup line and then the follow up yes. line will end, like, halfway through the bar. Right. And it'll just have this awkward gap before the next line. And it's like, you can end a verse with that and kind of, like, leave you on, like, a thought. But if it's, like, every few lines, it's... You're just it's, disoriented. It's disorienting yeah. and it's lopsided. Um, there was one track later on where... It's on Savannah's act, the raw emotional cut. Oh yes, where it's like that was so wanted to give points to, which is like, ugh. that that's the it's song so in particular cool. I have written down. Man, don't make me do this because especially yeah. on a song with such a serious topic that needs to have attention Absolutely. drawn Absolutely. to it, especially this week. Oh, what, good lord! When this is when people are really taking note of what the uh, what is it M missing white woman syndrome. And people are talking about how, like, 
yeah, this shit happens all the time to indigenous people, but we never fucking talk about it. Yeah, people talk about it in Canada, especially, because, like, you know, there's the whole thing where it's just like, oh, Canadians, ooh, neighbors, they're so nice, but it's like, uh, wait a minute, y'all been covering up some shit, too, ooh, y'all especially, because, what was that, 200 and something kids buried under this Catholic church or something? That, yeah. That, it's like, whoa, hold on. But the part I have written down here, there is a spoken word part towards the end of the song, and he's just talking, and it's yeah. like, this works, like... If you've got some shit to say, don't right, feel obligated up. to work it into a bar. It doesn't have to be, like, it can be sloppy if you're just talking. Like, that's fine mm. if it's conversational or whatever. Like, that, honestly, I was Deep like, poetry. I wish you would have yeah. done that more. Because you feel like you're trapped in a box when you have to do it on a, on, on the beat and whatever. Uh, yeah. But if it's a serious enough thing, you don't need to do that. And that's yeah. where I wish he would have done that more. Okay, so there's one track on here. Just to give you an example of, like, these bars, like, like just to hear, like, hear how, like, stark and, like, awkward it sounds. Like, America's Longest Warrior goes, like, America, it's time that we parted. You called my people Indian. We called you our brother. But then he has one good line. It was, like, it was something where, like, he's, like, I don't judge you as an individual. I judge you uh, on your principles. You told me to let it go us all in the past, but look at Standing Rock. No, it's not. Like, that kind of, like, uh, um, what is that? The internal rhyme thing. That kind of worked. But, like, he just didn't work it together enough to make it cohesive. You know what I'm saying? Um, and, but, like I said, he was dropping some fucking jewels on here. That's the damn shame. Like, where he says that thing where he's like, uh, you only lie and take no responsibility for your past. And yet you took our constitution and claimed it for yourself. You know, telling me to get lost. And this is like, there's like honestly no rhyme in there but at the same time it's just like oh that's some real shit that people need to hear though because like yeah the iroquois i remember hearing that like oh yeah their constitution was made this and then like yeah the, some of the founding fathers they just kind of stole a lot of the you know like common lines or whatever of it and oh yeah and shit about like how uh what, what did they do like in new york and chicago and stuff like that how they would they kept like certain trailways and walkways and they just kind of like built on that and manipulated mm. that and it's like so that's how it was easier for them to build a city because they literally built it on the backs of what the natives had built yeah. you know what i mean like but it's just like ah i just can't i could never tell like i couldn't recommend it because it's just so dense and hard to get into what he's saying and like i said some of the beat work on this is pretty good i stand up i think has like the best beat work and maybe his best control of like the cadence um and uh, gotta let it go was kind of interesting with, with sampling the song from Shrek. That that was at least you know that at least kind of threw me off. I'm like, mm, okay, mm. that to <laughs> me is what hurt the song. The pitch shifted sample. <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't rocking with that, especially because it was so uh, much. See, I like that. I like that voice, and I like that. Uh, you know what I mean? That style that he was doing, like in the original. You know, so. there's there's also one thing in I Stand Up, and I don't know if you noticed this, but I think it's kind of hard to ignore. It's on the chorus. There's a sound that's supposed to sound like a record scratching, but it almost just sounds like a rubber duck squeaking. I stand up for what we have. I stand up for what we all need. But I thought the verses and the chorus on that one, that probably is. Uh, the, song, the, the songs that got the highest ratings for me were I Stand Up and uh, America's Longest War. Although, and this isn't just a fucking Red Sky problem, I hate whisper rapping, so... I wasn't a fan of him doing it on that last track, um, but I thought the vocal samples on that song did work very well um, when they're not, like, 
you know, chipmunk soul pitch shifted and stuff like that when you just have people talking, like on um, when we talked about that one album. It was the definition of what miasma theory was. Right. And it was at the beginning of like three different songs. Like if you just did it the yeah. once, it would have worked. Yeah. That like that kind of sampling, I think, fits. And especially on an album like this where you're talking some serious shit. Yeah, motherfuckers be having cool ideas, but it's just yeah, execution. Overall though, um I still ended up walking away with a two and a half. I, I gave it a one. I, and I think I, I that's didn't... fair. Yeah, it's just like rhythmless cadences, almost non-existent rhyme schemes. Like, you know, like it's just so hard to 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 just like j- just these run-on flows that it's just so hard to like wrap your brain around. Like for after every in every track, that it's just like the average person would not keep going. You know what I'm saying? Like I just gotta call it like it is. You know, like yeah. With that said, we're gonna toss it over to the literal industry baby. Lil Nas X. <clears throat> Lil Nas X, that's right. Coming out with Montero. Debut, ah. The long-awaited full-length debut. Yeah, and, and before we get into this album, I feel like, uh, <clears throat> before we do, you know, I, I, I want to acknowledge that he did leave a positive comment on my review of his song. You know, I, I want to acknowledge that, right? And, it is, um, yeah, I think that's worth pointing out. Yeah, and, and while I do appreciate that, uh, at the same time, you know, I do try to maintain, you know what I'm saying, neutrality as much as possible, right? Like, you know, I see people, like, you know, hyping up the album, like, oh my god, you know, here it comes, so awesome. And I'm like, I'm always the person who's like, oh, well, let's see, I don't know. Wait. Gotta wait no, you, you, you know, get me on the hype train, like, you know what I'm exactly. saying? Exactly. Like, yeah, I'm not gonna be justified a bunch of whack tracks, you know, like, nah, 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 that's not how I'm doing it, you know? You gotta remain uh, neutral, 100%. Yeah, the integrity. Right, Cannot be coming to question. Yeah, so just to maintain that that uh, distance, I feel like I have to say like you know, I have to say something something inflammatory just to just to just to keep him feeling like you know slightly too awkward about being buddy buddy. You know what I mean? Like, sure. like on a person to person level, you know, like I, I, you know I'm not made of stone. You know I could be a human to someone. You know what I mean? Just talk to you. But when it's game face time and time to talk about music quality, you know what I'm saying? Really, I, I gotta I gotta take this seriously. You know, so so just to just to affirm that difference. You know what I'm saying? Just to say that I, I Lil Nas X. I hope when you're coming up with your next song, I hope you get conked in the head by a passing tray or something like that, and, and, and you forget how the tune goes, and then like two weeks later, someone has like a smash hit that sounds just like the one you were thinking of, but you can't prove it because you didn't 100% remember how it goes. You know what I'm saying? Like, I hope that shit happens to you. Boom. I just cope that curse on you. And see, you know what's great about that? Like, that's not something big that you that you could prove, right? But it's just annoying enough of a thing that, like, no artist would want that, you know? Oh, like, like, I just put that bad juju on you. Like I think that's a bit too harsh. <laughs> see, and, and see, but th- these are the things that we have to do, you know, for, for the job. You know what I mean? Oh, like, well, yeah, of course. You have you have to keep up appearances. Exactly. exactly. And um, I'm gonna say this too. I was very, very. I was highly anticipating this album uh, m- myself, even though uh, going back to when we listened to the seven EP, we were kind of split on that. Uh, split on the. Mm. Uh, some of the deeper cuts not exactly hitting as hard as you'd like, but I said in that mm. review, because I just listened to it last night, that um, for a debut EP from someone who we, at that point, had no idea if they were going to even right. be a thing past mm. uh, Old Town Road, if it was going to be a one-hit wonder or not, that that was a pretty decent showing, and it had a couple other tracks on there that ended up being uh, fairly big. I know... Uh, when we first reviewed it, Panini was still relatively new. That that took off, not nearly as big, but 
I still think the joint with Cardi B should have been bigger. The oh, da, 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 the the rodeo. Yeah, I, I love that. Yeah, joint. that's <laughs> that's not fair. That definitely should have been bigger. Um, but with this, we're leading with the the title track, uh, the uh, Montero, "Call Me mm. by Your Name," and if I can offer one, not one word of advice to wear sunscreen, but one. <laughs> Someone might get that. Some <laughs> some form of criticism here. And it's not even criticism. It's a personal it's a personal wish that I like a small disappointment, I guess. Mm. In that if you watch the music video for Montero, when he's giving Satan a lap dance, right? Yes. There is an instrumental break. Yes. I want that on the song so bad. Right. Oh and my god. And it this... wasn't on the single on Spotify. And I was like, well, I'll, I'll wait. And it's not here either. It's the same two-minute cut. Why? The song is so fucking good. I wish it was longer. And you're teasing us so much. Like, why, would you, why would you put it? You know that's the thing that everyone's... And it has the... That, give, it's just like with Ultra Rattle. Like, give us a fucking ripping guitar song. Have someone come... Come on, expand. Like, what's going on? I don't know why people you know? think these songs need to be... Like, isn't three minutes and, like, 3.30 the fucking magic sweet spot for they songs barely... still? Right. And this isn't even oh. two and a half minutes. <laughs> so many of these songs on this album, just to say it, are just like, what? No. <laughs> why did you stop? And there's what? some, I would dare to say, that I think go on too long. Oh, 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 okay now. I didn't give any song a relatively low score. I still rated this album very high. But this second half was not hitting me as hard as the first. I'm going to go ahead and say that. Because with Nas, I like the higher energy. I like when he's really going for it. The songs where they're a little more mellow, chilled out, and he's doing this like low energy kind of deep voice i don't really care for that style from him it's not what i've come to expect i guess and that could just be on me i could take it or leave it up like for some time, but it is definitely like it's a competent sound and i enjoy it for the like it doesn't take it away that it's happening for me but there are some songs where it's just like well if you took away these songs this could be a tighter second in you know like that's how i feel about it right like the fact that it is a sound that can be very genericized if that word is can be made into reality <laughs> you know what i mean like it can be a little generic on the back end but like i could see like ah, oh, if you cut like one or two of these songs this could be a little tighter of a ship you know what i'm saying i know it feels um, weird for me to say that i wish some songs were longer and then for me to turn around and say that when i saw this album was 45 minutes i thought well that feels too long <laughs> You know, what was the seven hours about like 20 minutes? Like, yeah, I feel like if it was about like 35 minutes over there, I'm like, I'd be cool with that. Like, that, that feels like about what, what he's got in him, right? Like, you know, so yeah, we get the first track. You know, that that's a cool track. Again, wish it was longer. Dead Right Now is a cool track. This is the track that I kind of feel like could have been shorter. Uh, <laughs> I've, I'll fully admit, and I definitely appreciate, man, I'm going to sound like a, like a broken record after Red Sky. I like when Nas goes into some of his more personal shit. I appreciate mm. when he does that. Those end up being my least favorite songs just on a Aww. sonic, just like songs I'm going to revisit 
level. Yeah, I got you. And if you put it between Montero and Industry Baby, I'm sorry, I'm skipping Dead right now. Like, <laughs> see, see, that's the thing about it, right? Like, it's not a bad that bad of a track on its own. But it's just like, like, cause yeah, some of the lyrics here are like, kind of like revealing. There was like, yeah. that one part where he says, my mama told me that she loved me. Don't believe her. When she get drunk, she hit me up, man, with a fever. Like, whoa, you ain't even all that pretty. You ain't even all that nigga. You ain't helped me out with, with me. God will forgive you. And it's just like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> like, whoa. Maybe that if you would have led us. with dead right now, mm, then into Montero. Then industry baby right. lead with that, so it's harder to sk- well. I guess you could just skip right over. It but- does feel like a weird lull, right? A lull to put in the the beginning of these yeah two tracks. Um, Especially because and- that's what I want is another serious highlight for me on this album, and dead right now is just kind of sitting there. Mm. And um, industry baby, like I like it honestly better on this album. Like it, it, I, I could feel the flow of it more, like with mm. what was happening in context of the album. But yeah, I wasn't kind of too keen on it when it first came out. It was like eh, okay, you know. But I, it, I think it really comes together, especially when you like the way they use the um. I mean, they use the they use the shit out of the trumpets, but with the percussion, mm. like the tr- uh those little hits, they use them kind of sparingly, but in ways that are still kind of like ooh, and like you can't wait for it to come back, that sort of thing. Yeah. You know? <laughs> And so, I yeah, like that really that cool. whole motif uh, ended up coming back on, mm. God, what song was it? Oh, fucking uh, Dollar Sign Slime. Oh, man. Ooh. Talk about a track. I was not expecting to like as much as I Fuck did. Fuck me. Like, that's a really good one on the second half. When I half. saw that title initially, I was just like, oh, that feels like that's going to be a bit generic. Dollar Sign Slime, man. Mm. But, yo, that fucking hit. <laughs> that was a surprise. I really, really dug that one. And it had the same kind of trumpet energy on that right. one as it did on industry baby a single that i was never really big on and i still haven't warmed up to it is sun goes down i just um, still don't really feel that one sun goes down i thought it was cool it, you know sweet somber melancholic track you know what i'm saying um again like i appreciate that he is so revealing on this album of yeah. his emotions right like and, and, and in this way that i feel like you know, like, we just reviewed two other f- f- fucking veterans of the game, right? Like, Kanye and fucking oh, Drake, Drake yeah. right? And, like, I feel weird about saying this, but, like, and, you know, this album isn't perfect either, but I was like, man, I'd rather listen to this album as a whole experience than those other dudes, because it's just oh, like, yeah. they're just so up their own ass and generic, and I'll let you decide who, which one is who, and I think you can figure <laughs> it out, you know? And while they're still, like, like, you know, I still feel like they're presenting themselves, but it's just so, like... Not trying to like care if anyone actually is lively and into the shit and really feeling it the way they are, with the same way that I feel like this young upstart is trying to. You know, like I still feel like he's trying to make sure I like these songs when I hear them. You know, I feel like also like he's got something to prove. You know, he's got something to prove for sure, and also I think he's more in tune with his audience and Mm. knows when a song. When a song is going to resonate, like, personally, like, something that people can actually feel. Um, Yeah, because he knows people want deeper cuts, too, right? Like, he he, he sees that, like, and a lot of people will be coming up and be like, oh, yeah, like, you know, I'm twerking and crying while I'm fucking listening to that, like, right? Yeah. (laughs) You know? And, like, he's he's very varied, and that's very cool, too, that we saw a hint of that on the EP that, like, no, no two songs sounded the same. He was bringing a lot of different... Like, you got a rock song, you got a country song, you got all these different kind of vibes and styles in there. Mm. And he does that here, too. It's just the 
It's just when it's more low energy and more like low key and mellow, those are the ones I tend to not necessarily, I'm not necessarily here for those personally. Not to yeah, say they're bad songs, they're just not really what I'm what you coming come back to the to. end. It's not what I'm looking for, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, what did you think of That's What I Want? How'd you feel about that? How'd that hit you? Ah, uh, that was a surprise one. I liked that one a lot. Right, the um, light pop rock sound that he was doing. This, That's What I Want needs to be in heavy rotation, like, mm-hmm. tomorrow. It's Upbeat, so fucking good. Optimistic, feel. you know what I'm saying? Like The fucking um, chorus is so goddamn catchy. Now, did it feel like the first verse was, like, recorded differently or something like that? Uh, maybe. It felt different from the rest of the song. It just felt like, what, what are they, like, it's one of those things where, like, wait, is this a decision? Or, or did they just record this at different times and they couldn't make it, they couldn't sync it up to sound the same, you know, like, that sort of issue? Now, I will tell you one thought I had is that coming from, you know, the person who used to run the, the Nikki fan page. (laughs) Yeah, that's probably... I'm probably not feeling too, uh, like, promoting that too much. Yeah, you probably don't want to bring that up. But what I'm trying to say is, the reason I bring it up, is that I can't wait for Nas to go, like, all the way in a pop track. Like, bring you fucking colorful mm-hmm. as hell, like, glittery, like, super bass type You ain't going super bass, I was just about to say. That's what I fucking... <laughs> because honestly... In Nikki's entire career, I don't think she put out a better song than Super Bass. <sighs> oh, damn. That is still my favorite song of hers, personally. That yeah. is the one that has stuck like, with me. What from any album after that did you need, right? Like, like I've always liked of Nikki's... Anything off of Pink Friday? I've I mean, always like, liked her pop pink, songs whatever, pink print. better than her rap songs. Right. And it's like I, I'm I, I believe your rap stuff too. Don't get me wrong, but it's just the energy she brings with the pop songs. I end up fucking with and, way harder. And here's the thing: like her pop songs can still kind of suck too when it's like clearly like oh David Guetta and she's not really like putting her all. <laughs> yeah, like it's when she's really trying to make an actual track that she's like oh shit that fucking pop that worked you know like, definitely yeah yeah. Um, so but, I'm still waiting for that, and I think. If that is something he wants to do at any point, I think he's very capable of doing that and delivering a fucking banger that is, like, the most pop-ready, like, pop-radio-ready, get-them-fucking-dancing. I mean, well, I think he kind of did that with Montero. You know, I think that was pretty pretty hot. That's probably the closest he's got, I would say. Mm. That still feels... I don't know. It's not exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, d- d- don't feel definitive enough for you. He, he, you, you, he, 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 are you, are you telling me you're saying to him, uh, "I like this, I don't, don't like, like that." Look, it's hard to review this album and not feel like that song is like a personal attack. It's like, okay, look, He's you know what we're doing. You know he is so that fucking fourth wall breaking. So you know he's trying to get ahead. Did you fucking see? Uh, he posted a TikTok the day the album came out where he was just, like, walking through his house. And I forget what the audio was, but it was it was something just like, I don't care. I don't fucking care. I don't care. And the caption was like, um, me completely ignoring what Anthony Fantano rates my new album. Like, I don't care. I don't fucking care. You know, honestly, you shouldn't, like, you no, know. It's, it's like, funny that he takes the time to acknowledge it, but. Yeah, yeah. 
But you as an individual, like, as, you know, it, 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 I mean, if you were the type of person, like, you know, we, we should all be, like, you know, swords, sharpening swords and trying to get, you know, sharpening But for your own, like, mental health, like, no, you don't have to hear people talking, being critical and talking shit about you. You don't need to. <laughs> you know, like. Now, what did you think about the song with Doja Cat? Swoop, uh, Scoop. Uh, scoop. Scoop. I, I, I didn't enjoy it. It was kind of mid for me. Yeah. Which, like, it wasn't bad. It was just kind of like. Eh, this is a song, and I just don't like when people do the. There's that specific like way of saying "scoop" that on the auto tune just makes it sound oh. worse. And I feel like I've heard people do that "scoop," like you know when they do like "skirt," but they're doing it a very "scoop" type of way. <laughs> it just sounds so awkward in the auto tune. You know what I hear? It's just like "scoop." I, it just feels so awkward. There, uh, there was another TikTok that I saw this morning. Where he revealed, and I don't know if this is true, I, I'll go ahead and believe him, that he sampled a computer error sound to, like, make the beat on that. I can see that. And that's, like, a cool little, like, to know that kind of was like, oh, cool, yeah, that, you know, makes yeah. me appreciate the production more. Right. But I don't know. And I wasn't even really <laughs> wild about um, Doja Cat's guest verse either. Yeah, exactly. And, and then what What was the lyric there? He goes, there's like a, and I'm trying to fuck little nigga, fuck the chit chat. I ain't talking guns or what I ask where your dick at. Yeah. Uh, and it's just like, I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, the first thing anyone would think when you say, where's your dick at is, is the dick. They wouldn't. <laughs> Are you asking about my gun collection, Doja Cat? Well, let me show. Like, really? Like, what? <laughs> like, it's so just such a goofy thing to say. Like, it's not. You know what I mean? That's not a bar. Like, I, what? What did Blueface try to make that a thing? Right? Where he's like, "Yeah, I got two dicks in my pants." Oh. Like, that, I don't think that's gonna catch up. It just sounds too silly. Like, you know. And I wanted, like, whenever I see, like, oh, featuring Doja Cat or whatever, like, because it came first, I was like, hmm. But when the fucking, um, when it came up with the Megan The Stallion track, I was like, man, this is what I wish. The other one was this hot, you know? Mm. Like, I hate to compare them, but the Megan track goes way harder, and I like yeah. way Oh my more. god, okay, so I just thought, of, if he would have said, I got two dicks in my pants like Alan, uh, maybe I would have forgiven that, like, right? Like, that's at least, oh, Alan two dick, alright, that's awesome, you know? <laughs> but what did you think of the one of me? What did you think of that one? What was that one? The... It was the one with Elton John. Oh! Where he um... does, he's just not... There, like, he just, like, tweet, tickles the ivories for, like, yeah, a hot second. Yeah, And it sounds good, but you're just gonna, like, wait, yeah, this did have Elton John on it. What happened? <laughs> yeah, this is the I like this, I don't like that track. Um, yeah. I really like the catchy chorus, and I like the beat. Um, I, ge I, I guess, like, that ten seconds at the end of the song on the right, piano, like... like like, this, I don't know. Look, I get, I get it. Short songs, it's for the fucking TikTok. But like, after a certain point, you're doing yourself a disservice. You know, like like the let whole these songs time, be full songs. The whole time during the song, I was thinking, where the fuck is Elton John gonna fit into this? I don't see. Yeah. Like on a rap song, like yeah, he would like he Elton fit in enough on, on that Lady Gaga honestly. song, but I still didn't even like that. But like, I was like, okay, right? like, how is it gonna is show too... up? blaring and big and i don't think people know how to use him to control him for this digital age i remember hearing on a fucking when they oh, eminem tried to put him on a tupac song oh remember the ghetto gospel song uh, the ghetto gospel and i was just like 
this is weird. Like, <laughs> do you ever hear Elton John's cover of um, "Young Dumb and Broke"? No. Nah, the uh, Khalid or Khalid song. Excuse me. The uh, we're young, dumb, we're young, dumb and broke, young. Dumb. Oh, oh, snap! That was a great Khalid. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, and yeah. Elton John no. for um, the Spotify sessions where you like do a song of your own and a cover song. He did that. That's cool that he is listening to young artists like that, but that is a weird one to me. Yeah, like, I don't know who, who fucking turned him on to that one, but yeah, I was like, <laughs> okay, shit. Like, so I was like, okay, you know, maybe he can fit into this. And then when he just, like, doesn't show up vocally at all, I was like, yeah, that feels like a cheap cut. <laughs> that feels like a shortcut. It's like, yeah, well. I felt like I got self-conscious or something. Yeah. <laughs> Um, like, no, this doesn't work. Fuck it. Uh, I did enjoy Lost in the Citadel. Uh, I, I, liked I thought it was kind of forgettable. Rock. You know, look, I, I like the pop rock 80s feel of it. I, I'm trying to listen to this m- way more than I'm trying to listen to any MJK, MGK joint. I'll say that Oh, much. I don't you know think that even goes, that goes without saying. <laughs> right. But yeah, it was like, what was it? Like, at first, I, I mean, my interest was speaking to the track just because it was called Lost in the Center. I was like, ooh, is it like a story track? Like, where are we going with this? But, you know, it wasn't really that. But I still kind of, like, enjoyed it for what it was. It had a bit of energy to it. And like I said, like, you know, I think people are, I think people are feeding for a little bit of, you know, rocking hip-hop, you know what I'm saying? Coming back together oh, yeah. again. But, yeah, in, a, in an organic way. But it's like, it does feel like these are, like, it's not giving it the that second over that it needs to really, like, fucking rock. You know what I mean? You fucking bring him up, but we didn't even talk about MGK's latest snafu. Oh, what would he do now? MGK was on stage, and he started shit-talking Corey Taylor of Slipknot. Oh, he shit-talked Slipknot? Come on now! And he was saying, hey, you know, I'm not some 50-year-old man wearing a goofy mask on stage or whatever. And... Apparently, the beef... MGK, suck these nuts! (laughs) It it apparently comes from something where MGK reached out to Corey Taylor to be on a song, and he declined, and now MGK is all offended, and he's trying to take it out on him. And take what it out the on fuck, him. Fuck, man. You'd be a professional, man. Like, they don't want to record. I, 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 you yeah. know, okay. You know, like, take it on the chin. Like, they're fucking legends. You're. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> now, if I was MGK, though, I would be at least a little offended that I put the fucking feelers out and Corey Taylor was like, nah, you know, I'm just not feeling that MGK thing. And then I turn around and see that you're on Nostalgia Critics fucking The Wall album. <laughs> I would be I my feelings would be a little hurt. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I think I think we're seeing the the hierarchy there then. <laughs> no. <laughs> Why is it Travis Barker providing drums on fucking nostalgia critic reviews? Oh no. That's the next step in the evolution. <laughs> That's the next step in the ev- evolution. He's he's oh, the man. next fucking uh pop punk star. But besides all that, let me see. What haven't we talked about? Void! Uh, Void I really enjoyed. Uh, that, I liked that you one. You like that rhyme scheme I had there? Uh, oh my lord. With the fucking... Oh man, that one hit me in the meals. I was like, oh. <laughs> I even have written down there that it's... It feels like it is almost pulling me out of a metaphorical void in how... You've got these slow, mellow, kind of moodier tracks, and then you've got this like high singing just out of nowhere. It's like, yeah, 
I needed this. Like you're bringing an energy <laughs> that was missing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we didn't. Uh, we talked briefly about the song with Megan. Yeah, Donald's like I love the royal pomposous drums puffing yeah. and the solid ass hook. Uh, and then fucking Megan, damn, when she was like, "Baby, all these hoes imitate me. You gonna fucking stand on a real slim shady?" Mm. <laughs> Toxic, suck his soul out, then block him. Got more creams than a Sunday topping. Like, god damn. Tales of Dominica. Uh, that that was a bit of a mid-track. Uh, I thought so, too. I really liked the instrumental, but... Right, I liked the dramatic strings, but it, it, that was one of the tracks that kind of felt like it, th- there should have been one more verse or something on here, like... Yeah. Yeah. Um, don't want it... Oh, that was that was the one where he was going Super back and short. forth between the like low singing and the high singing. Yeah, I think th- I I like the switch up there, but for my personal taste, it was too much of the low singing and not enough of the high. But all right, you. Um, I enjoyed again. Super short, but uh, I enjoyed it. Um, I like that one lyric. It, it just it, again like you know this album has a lot of like lyrics that hit you. Uh, where he's like a. You know, I don't think it's my past I'm sorry for, so please don't hold me. Old people in my life should know that I am not the old me. Like, that was a pretty strong fucking thing yeah. to say. Right? Uh, it's a simple but strong line, right? Like, the people that are in my life, like, they've seen the change. You know what I mean? For like, real. The transformation. You know, like, and that's the attestment or whatever to that. You know what I mean? Um, Rounding it out, we got uh, Life After Salem, which I thought yeah. was a really strong cut. Yeah, it sounds a bit like uh, you know, the, the 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 music that you hear on like a trailer for some, you know, dark grim remake of something or like the finale <laughs> of like a Game of Thrones TV show or something or that Riverdale show, you know. It's got that sort of feel to it, you know, like tonight I'm gonna set it all ablaze, you know, like <laughs> We haven't talked about this, but what yeah, yeah, what? There's a disturbing trend and it's disturbing only in the fact that it's just a thing that I don't like, but have you noticed in the movie trailers for usually action movies, they get a a remake of an old song to be? Yeah, and it's always like it's the fu- it, you know what started the trend. Everybody wants to <sighs> rule the damn it! Like the dun, really dun, 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 dun. <laughs> it started with me. The first one I noticed was Back to the Bir- uh, Birds of Prey. The fucking, uh, Hit me you're with a your real best. tough and, cookie. And you don't be knowing who they are, too. Like, who was that singer? Like, this isn't, like, a, a face. Like, this isn't, like, a person. Like, someone is getting p- paid coin for these. But, like, and there's a bunch of, and we're seeing them in trailers everywhere. But you never hear them on the charts or hear what their album are. Because like, I think these are just, like, yeah, like, generic uh, studio players making these songs. You know, just be like, oh, we got the nostalgia points if you recognize as a song but oh man ain't it a grim dark remake that you're getting right here like you know like there aren't grim dark songs you could just use as is you have to get the popular song that everyone knows and make a a dark cover of it for the i don't know right you gotta never a fan of that uh yeah you gotta go fucking uh (laughs) dare to be stupid (laughs) yes oh when they do the transformers rig you know they gotta tap that one oh no (laughs) what did i say (laughs) oh come on let's take it to its extreme let's do it already (laughs) you took fucking hit me with your best shot you might as fucking well (laughs) 
Yeah, the fucking floodgates have been opened officially. <laughs> um, and get weird out and do it. <laughs> yo, yeah, you kind of have to. Did you fucking see that Weird Al did a... <laughs> a response to the Way Too Sexy video? He, yeah, he did a reaction video, and he's just, like, stone-faced. Yeah, save you a click here. Yeah, he literally just looks at it. <laughs> and you just and hear you... it in the background. He's just, like, not reacting to it at all. Like, yeah, and it's like, like, yo, that's, like, the biggest diss. Like, <laughs> that really is. Like, I just got nothing. <laughs> God damn! What the fuck did Drake do to to yeah, fucking like, Weird Al? What did he do to deserve that? I was that? Felt kind of bad at one point. I was like, oh come on, that one point was funny. That one animated part was funny. <laughs> he ain't giving him shit. <laughs> he's getting he's stone facing him. Yeah. Fucking sandbag to the whole goddamn thing. No <laughs> sold right, it. Hey. Uh, and to round it out, we got the surprising uh, Miley Cyrus feature. Oh man, <laughs> in for the redemption win. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know. Shit. I feel weird giving Miley Cyrus any kind of credit because she really does seem to just hop on to whatever yes. is popular at that moment. Yeah. But like, I think she it, did an right job like, here. Yeah, it, right. It's about what we can get from it. You know, at the end of the day, whatever. The thing about it is, like, Miley Cyrus does have a really good, deep, rich voice that when she taps into and gets some like a slow song, it's like, oh yeah, I can appreciate the textures and colors of her voice. You know what I'm saying? Like, that I can appreciate, and, like, when it's just that, like, okay, well, if you gave me that, I, I can take that. I'm cool with taking that, and that's a, you know, it was a fun way to, like, end it, you know, and just sounds like the cheeky sort of, like, ah, got both Cyrus's, <laughs> like, oh, didn't we have a good time, you know, but for, like, a legit-ass song, you know, like, and just calling it Am I Dreaming? <laughs> Overall, RC, what did you get from Montero? I, I give it a solid four. I got uh, a four also, actually. Yeah. It's very much, you know, about what he's personally going through and stuff like that. But, you know, he, he doesn't make it a slog or a journey to go through, you know, at least for the most part. Like, I feel like he's still trying to, you know, give you something to keep you up. While, like, yeah, that maybe there's one too many, like, slow ballads. But, like, I don't think it's nothing to, like, you know what I'm saying, nuke it from existence for, right? Like, it's oh, like no. a solid-ass fucking tune overall. Like, yeah. Uh, but with all that said... Uh, we're about to wrap up this week's episode of Going Off, and we thank you. A, uh, we give you a big, big thanks for spending your time with us and hanging out and uh, sending in your album requests. If you can, like, rate us the five stars and give us a good review and all that fun, sexy stuff. Because, like, like I, I remember hearing this first and just being like, you know, I listen to podcasts a lot, but I was just thinking, like, oh, that's just what the big pro professionals do. But they were like... No, but, like, everybody is, like, saying is, like, I think this is really just, like, like, these are the rules of engagement, and, like, you should probably save that if you want people to remember it, you know what I mean, like. We got individual Patreons and Kofi's, we got a joint Kofi, that's how you can request albums. Yeah. That is, uh, ko-fi.com slash off. that's G-O-I-N-O-F-F. Uh, the Riffcoms page has its own personal fan house, uh, that works like a Patreon, but... It's slightly different. It's just another way to uh, to help uh, support us financially. RC's got the Twitch page a rockin'. That's right. You come through and we listen to the Billboard Top 100 streams. Or I, I'll be doing other stuff like, uh, you know, uh, the absolute best of uh, certain artists that I like. And I've gone through their discography and, like, you know, picked up my favorite gems. that are like, oh, man, the radio. The suckers have never played this on the radio. You know what I'm saying? So, you know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying? Let them show. Like, how many, like, you know, Busta Rhymes albums or whatever and I'll listen to it and be like, you know, is they wilding with us again? What, this mystical song? How come this never got to get played on the radio? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know? Um, so, yeah, I'll be doing shit like that. And, uh, um, 
and of course on my Patreon, where uh, you get to see episodes early and also get to listen to my movie podcast, as well as get to join the uh, RC Patreon Discord and chat with fellow fans about stuff, and I'll be on there sometimes. But, you know, it, it, there'll be a whole ecosystem of conversation just be happening, like on like movies and TV, and you know, uh, uh, comic books and, and video games, uh, especially. And there's a meme yeah. page where people just be sharing memes, which <laughs> I especially go to a lot as well, <laughs> just to get my daily meme. Like, oh, boom, they got a new meme. All right, cool. <laughs> yeah, uh, don't miss out. You know, the the show doesn't end here. You know, you could always like. Follow what we're talking about universe. on Twitter. Yeah. Or um, or on our own personal discords and stuff like that. We always got stuff going on. So, yeah, check us out. And uh, the party never ends, so to speak. But until next time for Going Off, I'm Muse. And I'm Rap Critic. And Weezy is baby like the Afrocentric Asian. Half man, half amazing. And they don't know who we be. <laughs> <laughs>